Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, friends. It's Vin Scully. It's time for Dr. Clapper. In sports, there's winning and losing and getting injured. That's why there's Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper is the former head of orthopedic surgery at Cedar Sinai. The Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper, presented by Cedar Sinai. Hey, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Saturday mornings from 7 to 9. Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. <laughs> yes, Doc, I love your show. Now, here he is, Dr. Robert Clapper. Good morning, Los Angeles, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai. 33 years. Wow. I am so excited for today's show. I'm so happy Will Orms is here. We'll do our segment coming up a little later called There's a Will, There's a Way. And we'll focus on the injury to Ben Simmons and his back and Jamal Murray and why it's taking so long for his this guy to come back from his ACL surgery. What's the reasons for that? But what's really making me excited today is a big week I had in surgery. Big. Anytime I do shoulder surgery along with all the hips and knees. I did eight knee replacements this week. Eight. Some of the most interesting challenges... One of them in a man who's a surfer, actually, but many years ago had his ACL with the bad old days where we used big staples, big metal hooks that we banged into the bone to hold the ligament. Well, 30 years later, good luck taking one of those staples out, leaves a big hole in the bone, and puts that patient at risk for breaking their leg afterwards. That's why I don't like the robot right now for knee surgery, because you got to do pins. You have to drill holes in the bone to put the implant in. Biomechanically, we call that a stress riser, which means if you twist funny, there's a weak spot. It's kind of like having a two-by-four. Here's a clapper vision when you're building a house. When two-by-fours used to be two inches by four inches and they were made of wood, my father would make me go to the lumberyard with him and pick out the two-by-fours that didn't have a knot in them because that was a stress riser. It weakened the wood. Well, you put a hole in a bone, and then you do a hip or a knee or a shoulder implant, that hole that was in the bone from the screw, the staple, the pin, puts that person at risk for a fracture. So I did a very nice carpentry construction worker thing for that patient yesterday, is I put some rebar down his bone so I don't have to worry that he's going to fracture when he's surfing again. On his newly rebuilt knee. I'm sure most surgeons don't like that I connect the dots. That if you're a good plumber, you can be a vascular surgeon. If you're a good electrician, you can be a good neurosurgeon. And if you're a good carpenter, you can be an orthopedic surgeon. But I got news for you. That's the way I see it. I tell my patients, don't you dare 
let someone discount your intelligence and what you do for a living just because they're the doctor. The very same challenges that you face, the problems you figure out during your day and week, it's exactly what happens in medicine. Vincent Laporcio, my favorite plumber, told me, I got to look at your sewer line. I'm going to put a fiber optic scope down your sewer line to see where the roots are growing into it. I got news for you. That's what an arthroscope is. It's a fiber optic tool. We all use it in all fields of medicine. You can't just say, well, he's a plumber and I'm a big shot surgeon. Don't work that way. It's the same tools. And I love making those connections. The world of art, the world of sports, the world of surgery, they are the same to me. And each and every Saturday, that's what we do. My guest this Saturday at 8.15, he's calling in, is the president of the largest orthopedic implant company in the world. He's the president. Can you imagine? He's making time. It's just so exciting. Thanks to the great Jeff Busey for lining up Mark Bezjak. He's calling in. Zimmer Biomed, he's the president. And all week long I thought about, what am I going to talk to him about? He's so successful running this giant Fortune 500 company. But did you find out that he comes from Appalachia? He comes from a high school that had 200 people in it. This is the backwoods. You can only imagine. I'm going to ask him, what did your dad do for a living? And learn his story. When I spoke to him on the phone, he told me a little bit about his story. About he was, he was selling tires. Got on an airplane. Sat next to a man on the airplane while he's a tire salesman who said you should go into medical sales. Changed his life. So it made me think all week. Destiny. Do you have that choice? Yeah, you do. Because that's what leads to success. you got to believe in yourself that there's a destiny. you got to believe that you can do it. Sometimes, and in the case of our sports story, Dr. Frank Job, my teacher, my hero, when he rebuilt Tommy John's elbow, Nobody gave it a chance. Even he, he told Tommy John, you got a one in a hundred chance this is going to work. Guess what? It works. It became the most successful operation that we do for athletes. More than the ACL, more than the Achilles tendon. One out of every three Major League Baseball players right now has had that operation. Are you kidding me? Listen to the biggest sports agent from Major League Baseball talking about a career ending injury that ended Sandy Koufax's career and many other baseball pitchers in the 60s. Not until 1974 when Dr. Frank Job changed the world. Listen to how successful this operation has become. Scott Boris is considered by many to be the most powerful agent in baseball. He's represented a slew of pitchers who've received the surgery. Players like Steven Strasburg, Rafael Soriano, and Mike Gonzalez. When I went back and looked at our 18 or so players that have had Tommy Johns, we probably negotiated in the area of 350 to $400 million worth of contracts with them after they've had Tommy John surgery. You don't need to hear me tell you how successful, and I have a soundbite from Dr. Louis Yoko, may he rest in peace, 
who did more of them than anybody. Now great, the great Dr. Elitrosh does so many, and David Olchek, a buddy of mine from Special Surgery. These are the big deal guys doing them. You don't need them to say, oh, it's 80 90% successful. Just listen to Scott Boris talking about $300 million in contracts after they have the operation. That is success. But it's a different destiny than knowing it was going to work. It was Tommy John who said to Dr. Joe, you gotta, I'm not going out. Don't tell me my career's over. Dr. Job said, well, what do you want me to do about it? He says, I believe in you. You try your best. And Dr. Job had done polio surgery, which is what orthopedic surgeons did through most of the decades before we could do these wonderful operations we do now. We can just do tendon transfers for people with polio. Well, Dr. Job paid attention. And he said, all right, I'm going to do a polio operation on your elbow. But the stresses on that elbow are massive. Here's the voice of the wonderful Dr. Frank Job talking about, are you kidding me? This is not going to work. I told Tommy that uh, we were running a pretty big risk uh, that you would not ever pitch again. The reason I felt that is that I had some understanding of the stresses placed on an elbow. I think the... Uh, the difference between uh, throwing hard enough to get a major league uh, batter out and throwing hard enough to hurt your arm is very minimal. And you're doing it in baseball. You're not just throwing a ball. You're trying to get a major league baseball player out by drilling holes in the bone and transferring the tendon. This ain't going to work. That's a very small margin that they're working with in pitching so that your arm isn't able to take a maximum stress, then you're not able to pitch effectively. So that with that in the back of my mind, I was not sure that we could bring them back to that level of uh, strength and ability. And that's why I told him that uh, there was some question in my mind about his returning and that perhaps uh, he should have an ultimate uh, career at night. Yeah, well, look at what's happened now. It will just astound you. One out of every nine major league ball players has required the surgery. And for most, the outcome is positive. Most of the surgeons in the U.S. that are doing the operation are coming up between 85 and 90 percent success. That's a far cry from 1974 when Dr. Frank Job first pioneered the surgery on Tommy John. Well, I tell him he probably has a one in a hundred chance of, of uh, success. But if he didn't do it, he didn't have any chance. So you either have zero chance or one percent. Tommy, Dr. Job gave you a one in 100 shot of emerging from the surgery. What were your thoughts then? I was valedictorian in my high school <laughs> class, so I was pretty smart. You know? And I knew one in 100 is far, far, far greater than zero in 100. And I said, let's, let's do it. That's what I want to talk about today with Mark the president of Zimmer Biomet. Success. What a great concept. What a great story in all of our lives. But how much of it is destiny? Well, it's destiny if you believe in yourself. And in many respects, Tommy John believed in Dr. Job more than Dr. Job even could believe in himself. But that's what you need is that belief. 
whether it's art, whether it's sports, whether it's surgery, whether it's running a Fortune 500 company. It's that moment when your life literally changes. For Dr. Joe, it changed with a single pitch by Tommy John. Listen, Tommy John, retell the story. This is the moment it happens. Mark Bezjak's going to tell us the moment he sat on that airplane next to that vascular medical device salesman who says, you should do this. Forget selling tires. These are the aha moments in life, and you've got to be ready for them. If you're not ready, they will pass you by. You have no idea. Will, you have no idea who's going to hear your voice, who's listening in Los Angeles when we do our segment. It will change your life. I remember interviewing Marcus Allen. We have a soundbite someplace in this computer. Where Marcus Allen, the running back, when I said, I'm Dr. Clapper, he said, I know. You, you like to compare the world of arts, sports, and surgery. I looked him. He said, you'd be surprised who's listening. Just say yes to everything. That's what my mother taught me. But listen to the moment that Tommy John's life was either ruined or became the biggest thing. He won more games after his surgery than he did before his surgery. But let's hear him tell you that moment. In Los Angeles, Tommy John visits the surgeon who treated him, Dr. Frank Joe. Tommy John recalls the fateful pitch. I can describe the pitch vividly because something is going to stand out in my mind forever. It was uh, July 17, 1974, and we are playing the Montreal Expos. Actually, I'm not a four-to-nothing lady. He can't remember what he had for breakfast yesterday, but he's telling you exactly what's going on at this moment that changed his life. How many years ago was 1974? It's almost 40 years ago. I threw the one pitch, and right as I got, oh, I'd say halfway through the pitch, I, I felt this banging sound in my elbow and this, this sharp pain. Tommy John had ripped a critical ligament in his elbow. No pitcher had ever returned from this injury. A new approach was needed. The procedure that we decided on when Tommy injured his arm from the ligament disruption uh, was to make some attempt to replace it with another uh, structure. Because he said to Dr. Joe, I trust you. you got to fix it. And uh, what we did was to replace the ligament with a of course, uh, is something that holds bone to bone and keeps his elbow from coming apart as he brings it through a pitching motion. Tendon uh, is made out of the same material uh, with a little different chemistry and is used uh, to uh, connect muscle to bone as a motor power. Dr. Job had no idea this would work. The nerve was also damaged. He had to transpose his ulnar nerve. He couldn't even hold the baseball, Tommy John. And every pitch, Dr. Job's going, oh, boy, the whole thing's going to fall apart. It's going to fall apart. He waited two years, and then he saw the success. As soon as he saw that, he started doing them, and the world was forever changed. The destiny 
relatable to success in my world of orthopedic surgery. There's nothing bigger than that operation. And the great Dr. Frank Job, may he rest in peace. Destiny and success wasn't clear then to Dr. Job, but it was to Tommy John. Where in the world of art do you see destiny leading to success? But in the case of Bob Dylan, he felt the destiny that he was going to change the world. Wait till you hear these sound bites. And in the world of food, there's a place I'm going to send you that will shock you because there's destiny and success. I'll give you a hint. It involves a jelly donut, but it's not the jelly you think. It's so successful, and it hasn't happened yet because she just came up with it. But it uses blueberry and cream cheese inside a glazed donut. I never had this before. Changed my life last Sunday. You're going to have to experience it. We'll get into that. Coming up next, you're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN. The number is 877-710-ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on? It's Max. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday morning than with my friend Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. You're not going to leave me alone, are you? Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. The Grand Poobah. The Big Kahuna. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. What a mess we're having. Technical, this station. Hopefully we can turn up the sound you can hear it. I apologize. I can fix your knee, your hip, your shoulder. But I can't fix the sound waves here. We'll see if that happens. Hang in there. The lines are lit up, but I really want to talk about success and destiny in the world of art. Because you need that. So listen to this interview. 2004, Bob Dylan sat down with the late, great Ed Bradley on 60 Minutes. Ed Bradley worked at 60 Minutes forever, but there was one person he wanted to talk to. And it was Bob Dylan. Listen to how excited he was to be able to sit down with him because of success and destiny. For as long as I've been here at 60 Minutes, I've wanted to interview Bob Dylan. Over his 43-year career, there is no musician alive who has been more influential. His distinctive twang and poetic lyrics have produced some of the most memorable songs ever written. In the 60s, his songs of protest and turmoil spoke to an entire generation. Here's a song that they're going to be focusing on 
that changed the world, changed our lives, called Blowing in the Wind. How many roads must a man walk down before you call him a man? Now listen to Ed Bradley asking Bob Dylan, how'd you do that? How do you write a song like that? You were blowing in the wind in 10 minutes, is that right? Probably. Just like that? <laughs> yeah. Where did it come from? It just came, it came from, uh, like, um, right out of that wellspring of uh, creativity, I would think, you know? He knows it's there. He knows it's his destiny. Listen to him talk about destiny. What made you different? What pushed you out of there? Well, I listened to the radio a lot. I hung out in the record stores and I slam-banged around on the guitar and played the piano and and uh, learned songs from uh, a world which didn't exist around me. He says even then he knew he was destined to become a music legend. I was heading for the fantastic lights, he writes. Destiny was looking right at me and nobody else. Use the word destiny over and over throughout the book. What, what does that mean to you? Listen to what it means to Bob Dylan. It's a feeling you have that you know something about yourself nobody else does. The picture you have in your mind of what you're about will come true. It's kind of a thing you kind of have to keep to your own self because it's a fragile feeling and you put it out there or somebody will kill it. So it's best to keep that all inside. I can't wait to talk to Mark Bezjak. What is that feeling like that allows you to become the president of the biggest orthopedic company? Then you come from Appalachia in Virginia. Your dad helps to make fire trucks. How do you do that? You just got to believe it and you got to keep it quiet. You know something not everybody else knows that you're going to be great. So you didn't see yourself as, as Robert Zimmerman? And for some reason, you know, I never did. E even before you started performing? No, even then. Some people get born, you know, to the wrong names, wrong parents. I mean, that happens. Tell me how you decided on Bob Dylan. You call yourself what you want to call yourself. This is, this is the land of the free. Bob Dylan created a world inspired by old folk music with piercing and poetic lyrics, as in songs like A Hard Rain's Gonna Fall. His name was Robert Zimmerman. Grew up uh, from a Jewish family in Minnesota. He said, no, that's not going to be my name. And these parents, they're nice, but I'm getting out of here. And he went to New York City. At the time, didn't know a soul, but he knew he was destined for greatness. You feel like a, an imposter uh, when 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 you're when, when someone thinks you're something in there and you're not. What, what was the image that people had of you, and what was the reality? The image of me was certainly not a a songwriter or a singer. It was more like some kind of a threat to society in some kind of way. Yeah, he could not handle the fame that he got. But let's go back to the beginning. That wellspring of creativity has sustained Bob Dylan for more than four decades. Hey, Mr. Time, the rain man, and produced 500 songs. And more than 40 albums. You ever look at music that you've written 
and look back at it and say, whoa, that surprised me. I used to. Uh, I, I, I don't do that anymore. Uh, I don't know how I got to, to write those songs. Mm. What do you mean you don't know how? Well, those early songs were like almost magically written. Um, uh, darkness at the break of noon, shadows even the silver spoon, a handmade blade, a child's balloon. Eclipses both the sun and moon to understand you knew too soon there's no sense in trying. This Dylan classic, It's All Right, Ma, was written in 1964. Well, try to sit down and write something like that. Uh, th there's a magic to that, and it's not uh, Siegfried and Roy kind of magic, you know, it's a, it's a different kind of a penetrating magic. And, uh, you know, I did it. I, I, I did it at one time. You don't think you can do it today? I don't know. Does that disappoint you? Well, you can't do something forever, and uh, I did it once, and I can do other things now, but I, I, I can't do that. Yes, you can, Bob Dylan. You can. Did you have a good life, a good, uh, happy childhood growing up? I really didn't consider myself happy or unhappy. I always knew that there was something out there that um, uh, I needed to get to, and it, it wasn't where I was at that particular moment. It wasn't in Minnesota? No. It was in New York City. As he writes in his book, he came alive when, at age 19, he moved to Greenwich Village, which at the time was the frenetic center of the 60s counterculture. For me, when I left New York and came here for my internship in 1983, I saw I'm not going back to New York. That destiny is in you. It just flourishes when you see what's right. All my friends, everybody, still back in New York. Not me. You referred to New York as the capital of the world. But when you told your father that, he thought that it, it was a joke. Did, did your parents approve of you being a singer, a songwriter, going to New York? Uh, no, uh, the, 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 they wouldn't have, have wanted that uh, for me, but uh, my parents never went anywhere. My father probably thought the capital of the world was where, wherever he was at the time. It couldn't possibly be where any, you know, any place else where... He and his wife were in their own home. That, to them, was the capital of the world. He doesn't even refer to his mom as his mom. He refers to her as his dad's wife. That's crazy. But that's the vision. The difference between someone who just sees what's in front, that tree that's right in front of them, versus seeing the mountain ranges of trees behind. The world's a bigger place. I think vision is a big part of what destiny and success are in art, in sports, in surgery, in life. And that's what we'll get into. I'll try my best to take calls. We'll see if the lines work. Hopefully you're hearing this. I understand the streaming's not working. Great. We'll do our best. Hang in there. The number's 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show here on 710 
ESPN. This is Keyshawn in the morning. My man, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show starts your Saturday morning. Join the doc from 7 to 9 a.m. But don't miss my show, Monday morning on 710 ESPN. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Soon to be a major motion picture. Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Without a good hip, you ain't hopping, that's for sure. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Come back, Weekend Warriors. Hope you're hearing me and hoping you're hearing it loud enough. It's a show today about destiny. Destiny and success. How they interrelate. My guest at 8.15, the great Mark Bezjak, the president of Zimmer Biomet, the biggest orthopedic company in the world. Where he came from and how he's risen in life is awesome. And it made me think all week about art, sports, and surgery. Bob Dylan and Dr. Frank Job. Let's do some calls, though. The number is 877-710-ESPN. Will, who are we going to first? Uh, we have Saber in L.A. first with a right knee. Saber, you're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Uh, good morning, doctor, and thank you for having me. I have my MRI result, and I have, like, the right knee behind the kneecap. Can how, I how young are you, and what do you do for a living? I am 40 years old, and I am a mechanical engineer for a medical device company. Really? Which one? Yep. Uh, it's called the Repigen. And we are making uh, filtration for the vaccination companies like Pfizer, Moderna, Sanofi, and all this stuff. That's awesome. Where are you from and what your father do for a living? Uh, I'm originally Iranian, and my dad is also engineer for oil and gas companies. Holy smokes. That's fantastic. Where'd you go to school? Um, I went to Boston, actually. I went to North Eastern University for my master's degree. And I, then I bought over there for uh, aviation company, and then I moved to L.A. for a beautiful weather in California. <laughs> Me too. I came from New York for the beautiful weather. Do you go to the beach? Do you surf? What do you do there recreationally to stay in shape? So I, I used to run a lot. I used to biking a lot. I played volleyball, but I fall in a ski. And in two years ago, it healed by itself. And then I last year again, I started playing beach volleyball. Mm. And I felt something bad is happening to my knee. And, you know, suddenly I think it's everything falling apart. And <laughs> the pain is like raging up. Yeah. You know what you it's know, called? So it's, uh, women, they, the hormones change. It's called menopause. Okay. Yeah. You you okay. got you got menopause. When you turn forty, the wheels come off the wagon. You're an engineer. You know what it's like. You know what happens when rust occurs. Well, you could. That's a clapper vision for getting older. You're getting rusty. That's what's happened, Saber. Yeah. I I'm reading your book. I got an appointment <laughs> with you. I went to several doctors, and I want to get your opinion, doctor. Okay. I really want to save my knee because damn right. I, I want to run. I want to run a lot. Well, you're gonna if you keep running, you Saber, you're gonna end up running right into the operating room with me. So, I will tell you this: at age 20, you're indestructible, yeah. Saber. You could run for miles every marathon you want, but you gotta yeah. recognize, you gotta look at your parents, your grandparents, the DNA from which you came from. Look at the difference, LeBron James. 
This guy's putting up 50 points two games in a row at his age, right? He didn't have an ACL. He isn't having his rotator cuff. Look at how amazing LeBron James is. And yet, look at Greg Oden. And look at these other players whose careers never even got started because of the cartilage and the damage that they have. Some of it is an acute injury, Sabre. But a lot of it is just who your grandfather was and who your grandmother was. So you have the MRI. I can't wait to teach the engineer what's going on engineering-wise inside your knee. So go to the impression. Read it slowly so I can interrupt you with clapper vision. Okay. Progressive severe chondrosis involving the patellofemoral compartment. Okay, hang on. Okay, stop there. So, Sabre, you're an engineer. If I go into your kitchen right now, there's your refrigerator. Probably weighs a 1,000 pounds. Yeah. Dr. Clapper, can you lift my refrigerator? I'd look at you and go, I could be Shaquille O'Neal. I ain't lifting your refrigerator with my bare hands off the ground. It's not going to happen. No one can. But if you give me a two-by-four or a brick and put it right in front of the refrigerator on the, on the ground, on the floor, and now you take a simple broomstick, right, and you wedge it over the brick underneath the front of the refrigerator with one hand, I can actually lift the front of the refrigerator, correct? I'm using a fulcrum. I'm using the broomstick and the brick to mechanically advantage to lift the refrigerator. Capiche? Yep. So for Got you it. to so for you to go from sitting down to standing up, your quadriceps muscle in the front of your thigh cannot lift your 200-pound body. It can't. But what God has done, whether you believe in God or not, I, I don't know how I could be a doctor without believing in God because it's just so awesome to how our bodies are made. Something made this. My opinion. I'm not telling you you have to. But the mechanical advantage that you see with the clapper vision of a brick, a broomstick lifting the front of your refrigerator is exactly what happened in your body. Why? Because instead of a brick, you have a bony kneecap. The kneecap is a calcification that happened. It's called a sesamoid bone. It became a brick in the middle of the muscle. And it's there because it, like the brick, when you now fire the muscle, which is like the broomstick now, it allows you to rise from a seated position. Well, guess what lives behind that bony kneecap? That allows the joint to move smoothly and glide. Cartilage. That cartilage is like two ice cubes rubbing together. That's how little friction there is. But that's the cartilage of the patellofemoral joint that you are now losing. You're cracking that cartilage. Yeah, lunges and squats and stair machines will ruin it faster. But so will running. And at your age you got to stop running. So don't look for answers of how can I keep running. Don't do that because you'll lose. That doesn't mean you can't run to chase your wife. You can't run to run down the street. But you need to fall in love with a stationary bike. You need to fall in love with pool exercises and elliptical. No more treadmill, lunges, squats, stair machines, weights. 
You're 40 years old. You already have symptoms of pain in your knee. That's how your body is talking to you. And when your body whispers to you, Saber, you need to listen. If you wait for it to shout at you, it may be too late. And, and trust me, there's plenty of people in this town who want to give you a pill, who want to give you a shot, who want to give you false hope that you can do everything you want and continue to beat the crap out of your cartilage. Yeah, I can do surgery to make you pain-free. But you and I got to be like LeBron James. Keep our body so beautifully tuned and strong so that you don't need surgery like all those other basketball players. That's what he's doing different than everybody else, plus the beautiful genetics that he has. So keep reading. What's next? Uh, with full thickness, cartilage, fissuring, and uh, delamination. Correct. Delamination. So what's delamination? Again, my dad was a carpenter. I'm going to give you a carpentry clapper vision. Pay homage to my dad, who, March 5th, last Saturday, actually was his birthday, would have turned 117. Can you imagine? He was, oh, no, 100. Happy he was birthday, Yeah, 117. A hundred and seven. That's what he would have been. I'm not a hundred seven. hundred seven. Yes, thank you. So I'm going to pay homage to him. In your kitchen yeah. right now, you have countertops. It has that formica on top, right? So it's waterproof and you can work in your kitchen. But that formica is glued, special kind of adhesive to the plywood underneath. Well, you go into old kitchens. What do you see? That the, dr the glue dried up and cracked. And you'll see the formica start to lift off the plywood. It delaminates. That's what delamination is. That the formica, the, the countertop, unglues, dries out, cracks from the plywood underneath. You are ungluing the cartilage that should be attached to your bone. Fissuring means it's cracking. And delamination means it's peeling away off of the bone itself. Trust me, Saber. We got no glue that glues it back on. You get one set of teeth, you ain't getting any more. That's why the dentist has to do everything they can to keep what you have. You ain't getting another set. Well, the same thing is with cartilage. Yeah, I can do an implant in your knee and make you pain-free. But, man, you and I at 40, we need to do everything we can to avoid surgery. And I'm a surgeon telling you that. No other surgeon's going to try to keep you out of the operating room because that's how we make a living. Too bad. The softest pillow to sleep on at night is a clear conscience. That's how I live my life. I get happier, Saber, if you and I can avoid surgery than if I actually do your surgery. Trust me, there's plenty of people for me to operate on. But I need to figure out how to keep you from needing surgery. So one thing you got to do is stop falling in love with running. Yeah, it's the greatest way to exercise. I get it. Biggest bang for your buck. buck. But your knees don't want it. You got to listen to them. So switch it up. Pool, bike, elliptical. All right, keep reading. Uh, involving the patellar articular cartilage with underlying subcondural cystic changes. So you already have cystic changes. So you didn't just crack the cartilage, Saber. You didn't just delaminate, unglue the cartilage from the bone. You now have water damage. What does that mean? That means if you crack the linoleum in your floor, when you spill water on it, it's not waterproof anymore because you got a crack in the linoleum. You've got fissuring in your cartilage. Guess what happens? The synovial fluid, the water that you spill on your floor, now can go through the crack and rot the floorboards underneath. 
That's what a sub below chondral cartilage cyst fluid collection. That's the water rotting the wood underneath. You've got arthritis, young man. I can't wait to meet you in person, but do yourself a favor. Switch it up. And do not let anybody, fast-talking guy or woman, talk you into cortisone shot, stem cells, PRP, Synvisc. No needles into your knee. Be holistic. And I look forward to meeting you. I'm running out of time. I'm going to take a break. A pleasure to talk to you, Sabre. And you've educated many people who are listening to this show. Thank you and God bless you. And you, Sabre, are a total stranger right now to me. Look at what I've done to you, teaching you. You go find a total stranger today. You do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me. And God bless you. All right, Warriors. We'll take a break. We'll pay some bills. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show. Who else could get this excited about cartilage? I don't know anybody, but I do. Thanks for listening. <laughs> hey, it's John Ireland. You know there is no better way to start your Saturday than with the man who replaced Michael Thompson's hip, Dr. Clapper in the Weekend Warriors show. 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. Don't miss my show, Mason and Ireland, back Monday at 1, all here on 710 ESPN. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. At 42 years old, you know what your new nickname is for me? <laughs> Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. You're not Matthew from Santa Monica anymore. You're Mr. Preop. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. The great Bob Dylan changed the world with his lyrics, with his songs that he wrote. He played the music and he sang. Here comes the blind commissioner. A remarkable human being. But knew he had a destiny. Even though he grew up in a small town in Minnesota, he knew his destiny was to change the world. Dr. Job also. Humble beginnings. But Dr. Frank Job changed my world of orthopedic surgery because his player, Tommy John, in 1974 said, I don't want to be like those other baseball pitchers whose career is over. You got to fix it, and I trust you. And Dr. Job said, well, you, you can trust me all you want. I have no way to fix it. So he invents an operation that actually changes the world. His player, Tommy John, saw the destiny in his doctor. That's an awesome story of success and destiny. It's the same and slightly different from Bob Dylan. But the connection is that relationship between success and destiny. In art, in sports, and in surgery. And at 8.15... We're going to talk to a man who knows a lot about it, Mark Bezjak. I can't wait. And we'll get into food because there is a destiny and success in food I'm going to tell you about. It involves a donut. Greatest donut I ever had in my life. Unbelievable. But let's do our segment right now where there's a will, there's a way. Do some clapper vision. Professional athletes that really are on our mind. And there's no bigger sports fan at this station than Will Orm. So, Will, let's talk about your segment, where there's a will, there's a way. Well, good morning to everyone. Uh, so what I want to touch on first is a big trade that went down in the NBA recently, and that was uh, Ben Simmons and James Harden. Now, we've seen James Harden play for the Sixers. He's had uh, a good game and, and a really forgettable game. 
But we haven't seen Ben Simmons on the court at all for Brooklyn, and I'm starting to feel like they got the short end of the stick on this deal because he's been out this entire time with quote-unquote back tightness. So what I want to ask is, is this potentially a reoccurring issue if he doesn't take care of it now, or is uh, he just kind of being lazy and not coming back fast enough? Great question, Will Orms. So here's my answer, and my wife always says I never answer the question, so I'm going to do my best to answer the question. Let's go back to the beautiful career of Dwight Howard, the most underrated big man probably ever in the NBA, because single-handedly he made Orlando relevant when he was there. But when he was there, he started to complain of back spasms. So back spasms are fascinating because they can be one of two reasons. One, as an orthopedic surgeon, when someone tells me their back is in spasm, yeah, those are the muscles that are cramping up that hurts. There's nerve endings in it. When you contract that muscle and it doesn't release, it's painful. So you can strain those beautiful paraspinal muscles that allow you to lift heavy boxes off the floor and all the rest of it. We've all had them. The number one reason to see a doctor in this country is back pain. It's common. Common like the common cold. But here's the second reason for back spasm, which is what we learned from Dwight Howard. He started to complain of back spasm, but he also started to complain of pain radiating into his buttock and, more importantly, down his leg, the back of his hamstring, into his calf and into his toes. Numbness and tingling. And we can have all the fancy tests we want with MRIs. But I trained, this is how old I am, before there was an MRI. I was in medical school in the early 80s. We didn't have MRIs. And I was so lucky to have world-class neurologists be my professors to teach me. Before there an MRI, I could tell you which disc was actually irritating your nerve. You know how? Because if I do certain tests, and even in your history, I'll say to you, hey, that numbness that goes into your foot, is the numbness going to your big toe or your little toe? Seems simple, right? Well, it just goes into my foot. No, 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 no. Be more specific. Is the numbness into your big toe or your little toe? Think about it. And if the patient says to me, it's into my little toe, my pinky toe, aha, that disc is L5-S1. That's the connection between your spine and the sacrum, your pelvis. No, Dr. Clapper, the numbness is into my big toe, aha. That sciatica, that pinched nerve is coming from L4, L5. This is what's so awesome about how the body works. You can make that diagnosis by the history of the patient, your physical exam, and certainly the studies, the you know MRI that we can do now. But the whole picture gets painted. It's almost like a, a camera that's out of focus. More history, more physical exam, more studies, and the picture of what exactly is going on becomes more and more in focus. So here's the thing I will tell you to answer your question. 
back spasm as it's just relatable to spasm of the muscle? Yeah. Warm pack, hot pack, physical therapy, rest, all the usual suspects. I hate epidurals. I hate cortisone. But that's treated holistically and you'll get better. But is the muscle going into spasm because it's trying to protect a herniated disc that lies deeper? That's a whole different story, Dwight Howard, because that's what actually ultimately was the cause of his back spasm. And he was very frustrated because in Orlando, he complained of it. It wasn't until he came here to Los Angeles where the great Dr. Watkins figured out, hey, you're having that back pain, but it's coming from a herniated disc. Had the surgery and... Like Tommy John, his career came back and got himself a ring. So, back spasm, you got to take it seriously. Is it just coming from the back muscles or is it from a deeper problem? What's up next? All right, so another one that I am kind of curious about because normally this injury, we'd see them back at some point is Jamal Murray for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, so, he suffered last year an ACL injury, a torn ACL. And we haven't seen him back at all yet. So there's so many answers to this question, Will, which is why I love this segment. There's a will, there's a way, because it's the weekend warrior, but it's also the professional athlete. And our bodies are the same. I'm not treating a professional athlete differently than I'm treating the weekend warrior. God made us all the same. I just love it because I'll see people from faraway places. Come to me from China, Saudi Arabia, Africa. Get on a plane. They read the book I wrote with Lindy Yu. They get on a plane. They come see me. And their skin color may be different. But once I get through that skin, either with my eyes, a scalpel, or MRIs and x-rays, we are all the same. It's awesome. So Jamal Murray taking longer than it be expected to come back is either coming from the relationship of his ACL and its reconstruction by the surgeon to the other structures in his knee and it just feels wobbly and still weak so he needs more time to rehab his muscles okay I get it but there's an aspect of sports that is not talked about enough and that is, how did the injury occur? When Derek Rose tore his ACL, he planted his foot and tried to make a beautiful cut lateral move. Boom! You watched Odell Beckham Jr. on the field, the Rams, beating the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Nobody tackled him. He just planted his foot. Boom! Tore his ACL. When an athlete of this caliber, an elite athlete, is doing their thing, and their body fails. Can you imagine how that must feel mentally? It's different. It's different when Carson Wentz is tackled and they tear his ACL. Or Adrian Peterson is tackled and he tears his ACL. It's different when they come back in record time from this injury because of contact. But if it happens with no one touching you, how that must play in that elite athlete's brain of confidence. Maybe it'll happen again. 
Maybe it'll happen to my other knee. Oh, my God, my body's not as strong as I think it is. Non-contact injuries play a big role in how a patient rehabs and how quickly they're willing to come back. He's coming back to an NBA court. This is not like playing in the backyard. Just like Frank Job talks about Tommy John and why he was so scared that his elbow reconstruction would fall apart. Listen to Frank Job give you the answer to your question. It's better than Dr. Clapper. Talking about the stresses that are on a professional athlete's elbow. It's different than you and me. Paul told me that uh, we were running a pretty big risk uh, that he would not ever pitch again. And the reason I felt that is that I had some understanding of the stresses placed on an elbow. I think the, uh, the difference between uh, throwing hard enough to get a major league uh, batter out and throwing hard enough to hurt your arm Yeah, and he told Tommy John, you better get another job lined up because I'm not so sure this is going to work. That's a very small margin that they're working with in pitching. So if your arm isn't able to take a maximum stress, then you're not able to pitch effectively. So with that in the back of my mind, I was not sure that we could bring him back to that level of uh, strength and ability. That's why I told him that uh, there was some question in my mind about his returning and that perhaps uh, he should have an alternate uh, career in mind. So let me know on Twitter that you're hearing the sound bites okay, uh, that the volume's okay, and let me know that you're hearing the show okay. Otherwise, I won't know. That's a great segment, Will Orms, where there's a will, there's a way. It's great. The, the latest injuries. Wait till we have the fantasy football season coming up. It's going to be just awesome. So keep them coming. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. And don't forget, we're going to talk about success and destiny. We're going to talk about food. Can you imagine taking a jelly donut and instead of raspberry jelly, you putting in blueberry jelly with cream cheese and then glazing it? Who would have the chutzpah to do such a thing? Where can you get the greatest life-changing donut? From someone who knows destiny, who's someone who knows success. And next hour, I'll tell you where you can get that donut. Until then, we'll take a break. I'm going to come back with some stories about success and destiny in the world of music and the world of sports. And I'll take your calls. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN.